I'm Sean Bowles, and I want to welcome you to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I have a passion for how the prophetic gifts can change the world around us. They make simple, everyday people like you and I a catalyst for life-changing experiences with the supernatural. On this podcast, I have friends from all different backgrounds who each have a powerful story to tell about how the prophetic is shaping their world. I invite you to be part of the conversation. This is Exploring the Prophetic. So today on the podcast, we have Brian Head Welch, which I just love Brian. He's the most authentic, down-to-earth guy. For those of you who don't know him, he is in the band Corn. I mean, this guy is like a true rock star, but the most humble guy you'll ever meet. And a lot of that's because of his relationship with God, where he, the, the rock star blew up, and they blew up into international fame. And he just was not living his best life now. <laughs> he he went through a real hard period. We're not going to talk about a lot of that on the show today, just because you could find out his whole testimony. He was on I Am Second videos and a couple other places. If you want to see his testimony, it's, it's awesome. It's so incredible. But we want to talk about even going deeper than that and talk about some of the ways that God has actually transformed his life through even his own relationship of hearing his voice and just the intimacy of God that, that has touched Brian's life. And Brian's such an example of that. He takes really big risks in life and the way he lives his life because he had so much that he was rescued from, from God. And so uh, I'm just curious to talk to him about some of the things that are going on because I know he just made a documentary with his daughter, which is an incredible story. He's told me behind the scenes, so I'm going to ask him about that. But I just started to think about our you guys are exploring the prophetic audience and how I want you guys to hear from rock stars and I want you guys to hear from people who have influential places and who are politicians or who are movie stars or whoever, because there's so much going on right now behind the scenes. That's so beautiful where these guys like Brian and Brian's told me many stories of being positioned, being at the right place at the right time for people who would never interact with a Christian any other way, except for that Brian was sent by God in that industry and is right next to them or being interviewed by them or doing whatever he's doing, you know, with them. And it's so amazing that he's that Brian's willing to be on the ministry side as a very vocal Christian too, in a band like Corn because it's such a hardcore rock band. I, I actually really love Brian. Um, I'm not the hugest Corn fan as far as music. It's not my style of music necessarily, but I have fun with it when I listen to it. But the fact the people who love Corn, I mean, they'll die for Corn. People who love this band, it's it's meant everything to them because they don't just sing about you know just dark stuff. They actually sing about real life stuff about, you know, hopefully we're going to ask him about that too. Just as far as some of the themes that are in the music, they're singing the pain of a generation and the generations connecting to him who are in this scene. And I know that, uh, Brian has just been on this journey with God over 14 years of Christianity. I know that it's changed the band's atmosphere. It's changed their world as well. So I know that it's had a positive impact on them, which doesn't always happen. Cause I feel like a lot of people who get saved who are entertainers, they, they go through a season of being really religious or weird and it causes the world around them to get turned off towards them. And Brian has had the opposite ex- experience when he went back to corn it actually, he brought life and connection and friendship to these guys and his religion didn't get in his way. It actually helped him. And even though not all of the band corn got saved, it helped him relate to them even more and love them even more and be a support, which I think is just beautiful. I just think just the relationship of that is exactly what we're looking for is how does you plus God equal more, not less. And I think so many people, they uh, get stuck in religion versus real relationship with God, which is very inclusive. Relationship with God is very, very inclusive. I love Jesus. Hardly spent time with anybody who was, you know, in the current 
religious structure as much as he spent time with just the average person that was out there. He just loved well. And I think when I think of Brian, I think of somebody who loves well, just my interactions with him and all of our friendships, uh, mutual friendships, like everybody just adores this guy and you're going to know why, cause you're going to hear him. And he's just the, the most, uh, relatable. And I want to encourage you to follow him on a social media. Cause it's really fun to see where he's at. One day he'll be preaching in some church somewhere, you know, to a bunch of youth or something. And then the next day he's uh, on tour. And it's just so, such a beautiful combination to see that he's leveraging his life in an incredible way. So let's get into the interview. Before we go into the interview, we do have some special offers for you that I think will help you. And so stay tuned. Hey, your host, Sean Bowles here. I just want to tell you about some of the resources we're carrying right now. You know, the prophetic is something you really have to grow into, and you have to take a deliberate, intentional pursuit to go on this journey to hear God this way. And I've created a devotional. It's a 90-day journey into the prophetic where we take excerpts from books like Translating God and God's Secrets and the other books that I've written, and we put them together with questions that will cause you to reflect on different subjects you may not have ever thought this way before. I want to encourage you to get exploring the prophetic devotional now at a retailer near you. Well, today on Exploring the Prophetic, I have one of my most unusual friends, and this is someone I can't wait to introduce you guys to because I love his life, but let me introduce you to Brian. You're on the show. What is happening? This is our third attempt, people. And so, <laughs> You know, technology, so, it's, it's sometimes a thing that people our age, we don't get it as much sometimes when there's a new little program you have to plug in. It happens to me quite often. <laughs> well, on the third day, the resurrection happened, so exactly. here we are. It's going to be a perfect show. <laughs> so where are you at yes. as far as in the world right now? Like you're probably, you, did you say you're in Florida? I am in Florida. I'm in Claremont, Florida, outside of Orlando. And what the are you Lord doing? blessed me with a house on the lake. Oh, come on. And uh, I have a dock, and I saw an alligator the first day I moved in. It's awesome. And that's why I wouldn't move there right there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I lived in a place with alligators that scared me. Well, yeah. today we're talking about exploring God's heart, of how he speaks, exploring the prophetic. And you, I love your story, just your whole story. I've heard your, your uh, testimony of how you got saved. I've heard about just different stories we've been together, and you've told me things throughout the years. But today for our listeners, they're probably listening going, this guy is probably one of the most radical people I've ever seen in my life who's following Jesus. Tell us something current that God's doing in your life that's like, he showed up and told you to do this, and this was the outcome. Oh my gosh, there's so much. Um, well, I appreciate all those kind words, Sean. And uh, <laughs> I am, I just, you know, I can't. Just, I can't use human language to tell you how lost I was Wow! when I didn't know Jesus. You know, to have millions of dollars in the bank and not being able to to buy your way out of, the like, finding the meaning of life, you know. Because I was on TV every day. I was a rock star. Every day I was, you know, worshipped. And, and every all the money and the fame just was, it was so empty not knowing. And so when Jesus came in, to my life, I am just like, I'm still 14 years later almost, and I am just like so thankful. I feel I'm I'm living in the in a new world in Christ in the kingdom, and I'm well, growing every year. And I would say this when I'm with you, I still feel like the freshness of how much Jesus saved you on your life, like to where you've never taken that for granted. Like you've never been like it hasn't got old for you. You feel like your heart passion is just as new as the day it happened for you. Cause you're just so, um, 
you know, you're just so present with that. It's not just like you're enthusiastic, but you're so present with gratitude towards who you are now and who God's made you, which I think is really stunning. Well, I appreciate that. Um, You know what? They told me, people told me, oh, you just got saved. You know, that'll wear off. And I was like, if it wears off, then what's the point? It's never going to wear off for me. The fire's always going to be there. And and I'm just as hungry or more now than I was. And so, yeah, the Lord's been doing a lot of things. He's asked me over the years to do many things that were, you know, (laughs) kind of shocking or just like, what? (laughs) That's not in my box, God. You know, and uh, so, I mean, your, your early question, maybe the, I will just say a, a kind of recent thing was in the last few years, him, you know, um, leading me to go back to corn. That's not, you know, it's not a Christian type of situation. It's a, <laughs> Describe it's, that. Describe what corn is to people who don't know. You know, we, we, we formed in 1993 and we started singing about. Uh, just heavy music, really, really heavy music. And the guy started singing about, our singer started singing about um, uh, abuse, you know, like uh, sexual abuse, um, a lot of pain. And he actually ended up um, breaking down and crying at the end of the last song on our first record, a song about sexual abuse. And wow. so it's, it's crazy. And, and then it morphed around to where, you know, we got bigger and bigger and, you know, some of the songs got darker, and then some of them, most of them were just about pain, though. There's some F-bombs, you know, dropped and, and stuff like that. But, you know, back in the day, it was all like drugs, girls, and party. Now, since the Lord sent me back a few years ago, it, it's all about um, everyone's older now. So everyone's like, you know, most most of the guys are married. Actually, all of them are married except me. Some of them <laughs> have, like, new, new kids. Wow. And... Uh, and so it's it's really chill backstage, and they're just like Brian loves Jesus. If he wants to tell people about Jesus, then go for it. You know, it's really cool. Which is really amazing in that environment that your your friends are like, yeah, we accept this part of you because that that's not the image you always get in that environment. That 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 would be um, a friendly to your faith environment. But they've been really really they've even let you guys film some of the documentary stuff with Darren Wilson there on at your concerts, which I think is really phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's really cool, um, you know, because Darren, let me tell you a story. It would go really good with, with your uh, podcast here. So I'm at Bethel Music, or sorry, I'm at Bethel Church, you know, just because I love Bethel Music and Bill and all them. And uh, I was there for a weekend. And Tommy Green from the band Sleeping Giant um, yep. told me about two weeks before my trip, hey, have you ever heard of Todd White? And I was like, yeah, I met him a few years ago. And he was like, I see you doing something with the man. The Lord's just, and I was like, oh, cool. I tucked it away. So when I'm at Bethel that weekend, this this young blonde girl comes up to me and says, hi, I have a word for you. Can I? And I was like, yeah, let it loose. And uh, so she tells me the word and right out of her mouth, she says, uh, you know, I, I see you connecting with a man named Todd White. And wow. I'm like, wow, my friend just told me that. And then she went on for 10 minutes prophesying over me, you know, Bethel. And uh <laughs> And then uh, about two weeks after that, I get a call from Darren because um, a, a friend of ours hooked us together, you know, and and he's we're talking and then he goes, hey, I got a wild idea. What do you think if we brought cameras to a corn concert and sent and sent you and Todd White out into the crowd and s- just see what God does? And I was like, 
I'm totally uncomfortable with that, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, I've already gotten two other words, and this is obviously God. And so that's how that all got birthed through the prophetic. And it's really cool. I love that. And then you're in a new video or a new documentary with Darren, Finger of God too. And how did you guys what how did you guys decide to do that? And what did you do in the video? Yeah, he connected uh, with me again, and we've been, you know, we're pretty tight now, so we talk off and on, you know, every few months or whatever, but um, he was like, why don't we, what do you think about going to Ireland with this guy named Scott McNamara, and I had heard about him through Robbie Dawkins, that he's just this on-fire guy with a, with a unique anointing of just, you know, people getting saved in street ministry, like... I'm, honestly, since I've known Scott a while now, and I haven't seen, you know, uh, it's just it's just rare fruit that wow. I see from his ministry. It's crazy, and he teaches everyone to do it. But I was like, man, I know I know Scott. He came to he actually came to a corn concert. I think it was in England, and he jumped on a plane and came over. He he got like two people came to the Lord on the way just in the <laughs> airport. It's like, and he comes over, and I'm telling you, we go out and we gather like thirty kids. And uh, and we start. I start, you know, telling my testimony and telling him about how real Jesus is. And and then I say, Scott, do you have anything? And he just gets up and lets loose. People like when he starts talking, people start crying, and I'm just oh. like, Hey, I was just talking. That didn't happen. You know? <laughs> like, and so I was when they when Darren asked me, Let's why don't we go explore? Uh, I think it's called Colrain in uh, Ireland. Yeah, and. And just go on the street that he's been ministering on where all these like crazy uh, uh, just get, you know, kind of gang members in the military. Uh, I forget what it's called. Power military or something like that. I just there's a word for it. But these rough, rough people out there. And so we went out there and there's a scene that the parade was was going on. And it's the Catholic and the Protestant like uh a friction going oh, yeah. there, you know, and because of the wars back in the day. But I forget if it's Protestant or Catholic. But there's a parade going down, and basically the parade is is a is about the victory that that side had over the other. So Oof. it's real tense in the streets, and we're out there ministering, and we end up in this bar that that Scott would, was ministering in, and man, it's just like the Holy Spirit came. People are in tears. It moves on to the outside. And the parade's going by, and people are gathering to pray, and people are getting rocked. It's crazy. That's I can't wait to see this. I I know we were just talking about Darren. I was like, I want the link, and he sent me the link. I haven't watched it yet, but it's coming out this fall, which is really good because right around the time that this podcast is out, it'll be out, which is awesome. I'm going to kind of go backwards a little bit and talk about corn, and just because you guys are relevant right now, you guys are still touring. You're still, I mean, you're still as big as ever as a band. And so that means that you're still in the music industry. You're still a rock star in a real way, like a current way. And how is your, how is your, just your faith affecting that? I know the last movie that people would have seen you in um, from Darren Wilson, you were still going out and kind of ministering to people in between concert sets and whatever, every once in a while, like, where is it at now? Like, what, what does it feel like when you're on stage at a concert? What's your role to play there? What's God showing you? Man, you know what? It is so such a unique calling I have and it's it's and it's so amazing and I was I was stuck in my you know before I went back to corn I was kind of stuck in this religious mindset to where I need to stay in a pure environment and 
and you know over here and bring people to me and he was like he shifted my my way of thinking and he was like no you go out like the light shines brightest in the darkness and you go out and i was like okay lord i'll go anywhere you know i'll do anything and so once he broke that it was just it's so crazy but um you know i think my main purpose is just I, I have a media mantle that, that I use when every time a new record comes out or we're going into towns, you know, I do, I do, uh, I do, I do interviews and, and I share my faith everywhere. And, uh, you know, a lot of people that are coming to the shows, I mean, back in the day, we had bodyguards that would go out and find girls to bring backstage, right? Wow. And now, now we, we, we just, we thought of them as objects. And now, like we have, we all we have so much respect for them, and and it's not it's not about that anymore. Now I send you know bodyguards out to to with passes to get people that I want to minister to, and it's that's it's so, so awesome. amazing. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, that's, that's how God crazy. turns all all things around for good. He turns all things around for good, and so that's that's the main thing. But then I have my uh, a new documentary coming out, um, I believe in February, and it's called. Uh, Oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. That's horrible. <laughs> well, you can tell us what it's about. Loud, oh, sorry. I got it. Loud, crazy love. Crazy with a K. And it's about, you know, my daughter back in the day being born into the rock world and all the chaos and pain that it brought me, her mom, and her, and me raising her through the rock world, out of the rock world with Jesus and still battling things, and then to our ultimate um, uh, healing and restoration. So... That's yeah, coming out. So I, I do want to talk about that because you're going over. It's very because uh, you're in the probably in the midst of um, wrapping that, and it's it's kind of done in a way. But one of the things I really love is that when you talked about making a documentary, you didn't really know it was going to go towards being really your daughter and your healing, and it turned into this whole beautiful, beautiful father daughter story, which I can't wait to see. I think it's going to be brilliant. But um, how did you get on that journey with the documentary? Because I know originally when you talk about doing a documentary, it wasn't necessarily going to be about your daughter and about your guys' love. It was going to be more just about your life. And it ended up changing kind of form halfway through. Was that a God thing? Did it happen naturally, creatively? Like, how did you guys decide to be vulnerable and tell that part of your story? Yeah, it turned in, you know, it, it ended up being a two hour and 15 minute movie. And I was wow. like, that is way too long. And so it was about my corn reunion, going back to corn, the first two shows I played with them. And then my daughter, uh, they didn't have an ending. And then they filmed some with her. And so we had, we had some in there about, you know, that situation. But what happened was it, it after two or three years, I was like, that's old news. Me going back to the band is old news. And we all figured out that we needed to, we needed to chop it down and, and get, what is the what is the strongest part of this story, and that is the the restoration of my life and my daughter's life, and so it's so powerful, and I can't wait for you to see it because you have daughters, and and you're gonna cry, you're gonna cry. Oh, I know. Well, you I'll be like it. a baby, you know. It's like, I mean, so tell us uh, one part of the story, like what was the catalyst for kind of her growth or her transformation? Oh man, you know the, the hardest hardest decision i ever had to make in my life i had to um i'm going back to corn right and and then my daughter like she starts having issues of, like a couple months before that oh well it was like a year before that and it was slowly getting worse 
She's starting to get de- real depressed. Her mom's out of her life uh, out of her life since she was three years old. Wow. And she's she's sinking deeper and deeper. And I'm like, I'm not going back to corn if my daughter, you know, is. And so I, I have some prophetic people and some people that I trust that are speaking into my life. And one person in particular, you know, and you gave them a word about a reality TV show. And it's the Meathies, Nicole and Hayden oh, Meathy. Oh, yeah. And, that's so random. And, uh, that, was, that was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Nicole um, spoke into my life. She's a, she's a strong prophet, you know. And uh, she was like, Brian, this is the best thing for your daughter. But I, I found a boarding school for my daughter that is Christian-based. They don't force it on the kids, but it's like spirit-filled, Christian-based. And, and they... Uh, I, I had to I had to take my daughter there and against her will and drop her off and watch her shatter and break right in front of me. Oh. It was the it was tough love and she just was like, how you know her face was like anger and like how could you do this to me? How could you leave me here? And so hardest thing ever. But the restoration process once she was broken, she was able to you know heal back up and everything. But that was. That was so hard, man. But Nicole uh, was so strong in that she was like, "This, you're gonna see a new daughter. You're gonna your your life is gonna, you know, just grow in God out in corn. You need to go where the dark is." And Janae's life, I see Janae's life flourishing at a new place. So that was really helpful to me. Isn't it amazing how just those trusted friends who share what God's showing them how it just changes all of our options? Because if you're gonna just make the sentimental dad journey kind of without God decision, your whole life would be different. I mean, like yes. the opportunity for restoration, the opportunity for that, that place that she had to get to wouldn't have been there. And just to have to trust God through that. I can't imagine that kind of trust that it only comes from God. There's no way to have that kind of trust without God enabling you to, because you have to go into one part denial to your humanity and just go, okay, God, I, I'm, I'm going to sacrifice here because I believe in you. And then you get this kind of a result where your daughter is so, so beautifully like right, just an alignment in her heart and her head and her mind, or you know, her spirit. How cool is that? Oh my gosh, it's the best ever. And if you think about my okay, I'm the I'm sold out for Jesus, you know, for years. And so and he's leading me back to corn and all this chaos is going on. And I'm just like so confused. I, w- I would not have done it if I wouldn't have had a direct like confirmation and word because I'm like I, I'm going back to corn. I could be ruining my kid. Like I don't want to drop her off and leave. Go tour at at the time that you know that she needs me the most. But it was very clear that he was putting her around uh, a, a feminine structure that she hadn't had since she was three years old. You know because wow. it was always me and having Nicole there to help me with the prophet, prophetic voice was. Uh, it was very clear to me that that she needed to get in there and and she needed the feminine love, she needed the tough love, and she needed the just that feminine touch of you know of God in her life. And she is twenty years old now. I told, <laughs> she she went in there when she was fifteen, and she's she's doing awesome, man. She's got her bachelor's degree. Wow. Sorry, she's got her associate's degree okay. in creative writing. Wow. And she's going for her bachelor's next. What does she want to do with creative writing? Um. I don't know. They're, they like teach her at Full Sail University in Florida. She's doing it online, but she now she still lives in Indiana where the school is, and she now works for the school that That's I took amazing. her to. While yeah, while going to college online, and she, they teach them about like writing books. They teach them about journalism. They teach them. It's it's all like entertainment based writing, and so she's kind of 
like just checking out all options right now. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to go back to the reason why we do this show is because I wanted to take people that I know or that I'm connected to and who, who aren't the traditional people that you always see. Like you, you understand when a pastor hears from God and you expect that almost, you know, even if it's not somebody who's a full in full belief or hearing from God, but when it's somebody who's like you, who, you know, your life, like our options in life would not be the same. And you, like you hearing from God is an acute thing. It's not a sentimental thing. It's a, if I don't hear from God correctly, and if I don't obey God correctly, when he does talk, uh, I, I'm gonna have some destruction in my life that he's helping to navigate through. And he's helping to make real decisions for not only my embetterment, my family's empowerment, but also the world around me. And to go back to court, I'm sure it was very controversial in the sense of, you don't know what you're going to get. It's a mixed bag unless God shows up. And then it's just been this beautiful relationship. You guys are making another album right now. I heard, did you tell me that you're making another album? Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, we're working in the Hollywood studio, uh, Paramount last week. And, uh, we're just kind of jumping back and forth between there and Nashville. So, I mean, how cool is that? Like you go back in the band, you guys re hit it big. You're making a new album. (laughs) This is wild. I just love this story. Well, let me to ask you this. What's the riskiest thing you've ever heard from God and you did something from? Okay, I'm going to tell you this, but I don't think it was God, but I thought it was God. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love it. So, but I was, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to show God that I'll do anything. And so I'm, it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. But those are the best. I was saved like only a few months and. I felt like the Lord was telling me to find the rapper 50 Cent and tell him that God is after him and he wants him to turn his heart to him. And so I jumped on a plane. I'm saved like a few months. (laughs) I love this. I jump on a plane. I'm out of my mind, okay? I was doing meth five weeks before then for two years straight. So I'm I'm like having encounters with God. I'm, I'm feeling the spirit, but I'm a little bit mental too because I need healing in my mind, right? So I go there. I get on a plane. I go there. I find his. I go to uh, around the MTV neighborhood and all that, and I find his jeweler. And I go to his jeweler. He's like this famous jeweler. Um, and I find him, and I I actually bought some earrings for a a, a nanny that was taking care of my daughter and. All this drama happened, so as a forgiveness present, I bought her some diamond earrings, and I went there, and I wrote out a big old letter, and I gave it to the jeweler, and I was like, this is this is a private letter for 50 Cent. Do you see him? And he says, I see him every week, and I say, give this to him and tell him to call me. And so that was probably the riskiest thing I've done. That I was, I'm kind of, Did he ever call you? Nope, that was. <laughs> I'm I'm just like the crazy Christian, I guess. But that was that. that's the know. craziest story I've ever done. But I probably wasn't God, but I meant well. You know what I'm saying? Totally. <laughs> well, you guys, we're coming to the end of the podcast. Brian, you're amazing. I hope you'll come back on again sometime. And uh, how can people follow your tour and what's going on in your life? You have both the ministry side and touring with Corn. Where do they follow you? Yeah, they can just follow me at brianheadwelch.net or uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, brianheadwelch, one word. Love it. Well, thanks so much for being on. Appreciate it. And it's an honor to be on, man. And I love you all. All you listeners, I love you so much. Please pray for me in my unique situation. Absolutely. I know they will. And I will be too. Thanks, my friend. All right, man. See you. 
Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Bowles, and I want to encourage you to continue the conversation with us online at www.bowlesministries.com. We have exciting resources, e-courses, books, even children's materials to help you grow in the prophetic and go on a continuing journey of hearing God's voice. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate and tell all your friends. Join me next time where we explore the prophetic together.